for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Okay, praise God. Thank you so much. Do you have your Bibles with you? All right, open your Bibles with me to the book of Romans chapter 12, and we're going to get right into this, and we're going to get on this pillar today. The I think this is the fifth pillar, uh, and the fifth pillar is we're talking about the power of unity. Somebody said the power of unity. See, but the, the thing about unity is this. If we're going to have unity, the key to it is change. So before I start talking about unity, I'm going to start talking about change. Are you listening to me? You will not have unity if you're not willing to change. And I'm talking about change for the better. Somebody said change for the better. We all have room for improvement. And what I'm talking about change, I'm talking about moving from one place to another. So when you change gears on a car, you move it from one position, right, to another. In other words, if it's in park, you want to back up, you move it to R, which means what? But look behind you before you back up. She know I was jumping about that. Are you listening to me? Also, if you put it in D from, from, from park, P, to D, that means drive forward, right? But you look, make sure you look forward. Amen? So you move from one place to another. Now, I'm talking about changing for the better. I'm not talking about going backwards. Are you hearing me? Now, we are creatures of habit. We don't like change. No, I say it again. We are creatures of habit. We do not like change. Amen? That's why when they put you on a strict diet, you, 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 you don't like it. Come on now, because you've been in a habit of doing something so long, or eating a certain way so long, come on somebody, or going a certain way so long, we don't like change. But change is necessary for growth. Write that down. I said that change is necessary if you're going to grow. Amen. And sometimes, watch this now, change don't feel good. But we don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith. So it doesn't matter how I feel, I have to change anyway. Because discipline, write this down, discipline means forced obedience. I force myself to obey God when I don't want to. Now sometimes you don't, okay, now I'm talking to the wrong people. See, listen, your flesh never wants to do what God wants you to do. It always opposes the things of God. So there's sometimes your flesh going to speak to your mind and say, listen, you, no, I don't want to do that. You know, just like when somebody mistreats you and you know they mistreat you and they work right beside you. Come on, somebody. You don't want to work beside them in the long run, but the Holy Spirit saying you need to work beside them because I'm doing something not in them, but in you. It's time to change. Not change. 
We run from the very, I thank God that I didn't run from my pastor. A lot of folk tuck tail and ran because of the discipline. Amen. If I had ran, it was some things in me I know. Come on. See you. See, watch this. Everybody know what's inside of them and what they're dealing with. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, you and I, see, anybody can mimic a Christian. But when, let's watch this. Behind closed doors and under pressure, the real you show up. With a real, with a real pastor had raised a hand. <laughs> see, the real me show up. See, listen, the real me show up when I'm hungry. And I leave church and everybody talking about, pass out like this. See, so I learned to say, look, let, let's wait. Because right now I'm hungry. I'm not thinking the way I should be thinking. I might say anything. Not nothing bad, but I'm just saying it won't be accurate. So then you call me next week. So, Pastor, didn't you tell me you're going to meet with me? I ain't talked to you. <laughs> what you call? What you call the officer? Are you listening to me? So there's some things that all of us, inside of us, that we deal with. What I mean by inside, I'm talking about in our flesh. In our kind of thinking that we need to change. Amen, somebody. Amen. And we all need to change. Now, Roman, there are three areas of change. Number one is spiritual change. The Bible says this. We're not going to go there, but you can check it out later. The Bible said we've been transitioned or transferred, come on, or conveyed from the power of darkness to the power of God or to the kingdom of God. I think that first, I think that first, uh, I think it's um, Colossians chapter one, verse 13, I believe. Uh, watch this. You move from darkness to light. Spiritual change. Are you listening to me? Then, number two, there's mental change, and that's what I'm talking to with us now. Because that's the area where we need change. Come on. So you got a lot of people make the spiritual change. They accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they sincerely believe it. They sincerely believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins and God raised him from the dead on the third day. They believe that they received Jesus. They sincerely believe that. So that's your spiritual transformation. Remember change, right? Change is necessary if we're going to grow. Now, and change is necessary if we're going to walk in unity. Now, the second change is mental change, a soulless change. That's what we fight. That's what we fight. Are you listening to me? We don't like to change. See, if I don't change mentally, I never change my character and my conduct. Write this down. If we don't change as believers, we will never impact this generation nor the next generation. See, God wants us to change because of influence. Are y'all hearing me? Because we can influence a generation. See, God thinking generation. He don't think self is like we think. We just think I I got it, and I and you know me and my house got it. That ain't how God think. 
God thinking generations. So he said, now, if you're going to affect this generation and the next generation, then we need to bring change to our character and our conduct. Uh, because there'll never, never be unity without change. And when we change, we start to influence people. Amen. The reason people listen to me because I have changed. See, I'm, in a, I'm on a radio station now in, in my hometown in that surrounding area where we impact in that area now with the kingdom message. Watch this. They would, you know what? If I hadn't changed, they'll cut the radio off. So they said, they said, doctor who? Man, this guy ain't no doctor. Talking about a doctor. I know what he, how he used to operate, you know. He ain't no doctor. See, but because of changing character over the years, it forced them to listen to the message. See, consistency over the years called folk to stop and say, that's a different person. I know his name, but he's, he's not the same person. Come on now, I've seen them over the years. So we're going to tune in, we're going to listen. And then it starts saying, he got to say, oh man, I like this. I like, come on, come on now, are you listening to me? So it's not, catch this, it's not about you knowing the Bible. That's elementary and immature just to know the Bible and don't live the Bible. <sighs> so you can be as charismatic as you like. And you can speak with a, a, what you call an eloquent speech. But people are looking at what we do versus what we say. You say you're a believer but are you impacting the non-believer? Are you impacting the, the carnal Christian? Come on. And they're watching. <laughs> Glory to God. Ooh, I like it. Go, 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 watch it. Mental chain, mental chain. Go to uh, Romans. Watch it, Romans chapter what? I, I got started. I, I started out a little bit too, too well. I didn't want to go there, but I had to. Praise God. Romans chapter 12. Go there. Verse number, we're going to look at verse 1. Change. Just, just, just say this. It says time for me to change. Don't even talk. Don't. Look, we ain't gonna talk about look at your neighbor. Look at you. Look at your neighbor. And say time to change. No, you look at you. It said time for me to change. Then if I change, then maybe somebody else will change. Come on now. Amen. Woo. Uh, verse number one. Romans chapter 12. Now remember, spiritual change, mental change, soulless change is where the battle is. That's the battle. Are you listening to me? What's this? I'm going to go a little further. I'm going to go a little further with this. I hear that. What's it? See, what's this? If you don't change soulless, you're not going to change spiritually. Because your mind gonna tell you you don't need God. So, 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 see, people think that you know spiritual change is the most. It is when you're talking about eternal life. You're talking about a quality of life getting you into the door. Come on, somebody, are you hearing me? But if I don't change how I think, I never get into the door. 
If you think you don't need God, you'll never come to God. So you'll never benefit of the spiritual thing that God has for us because we have not made a mental shift yet. Huh. What's this? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. I said a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. What he's saying here? He's saying, listen, we have to sacrifice the way we want to do things with our bodies. Come on. A sacrifice always costs you something. A sacrifice hurts. Are you listening to me? Sacrifice. He said, listen, I live in sacrifice. In other words, I'm doing what God want me to do. I'm not doing what I want to do. Woo, Jesus. A living sacrifice. Watch this. Holy. See, most, most, most believers in this uh, 21st century, they took a little black mark and mark holy out in their Bible. See, because nobody talks about holy living anymore. If the average person taught grace, understand grace, they can teach holiness too. Because grace is not a license to sin. Grace is the power to keep me from sinning. Woo! My God, I wish I had somebody say amen. Yeah, yeah, I wish I had somebody say amen on that. I started to run on that right there. So you're talking about grace, but you're still practicing sin. You don't understand the power of grace. Uh, All right. Okay. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable worship. And do not be conformed to this world system. Do not be conformed to this world system, but watch this, but be what? Be what? That word means change. It means metamorphosis. It means from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Come on, somebody. It's a process there, but he said be changed. How am I going to be changed but be transformed by, by this, how we're going to do it? By the renewing of your mind. In other words, he said, he didn't say, watch this, it's not a new mind. Are you listening to me? It's a restoration of the thought life of Adam before he sinned. Y'all don't like that neither. <laughs> see, it's, it, see, renew me to restore. Rebring back to the original state. We got to take our mind back. Come on, to thinking the way God wants us to think. But as long as you conform to the world, then you're going to think like the world. I was talking to somebody on the phone the other day. Y'all all right? Everybody all right? Listen to, listen to Pastor. I was talking the other day, and I said this. I was on the phone with someone. I don't forget who it was now. And I was saying, uh, they were talking about, you know, president election, Biden, all that. I said, listen, don't get caught up in the world system. 
I said, watch this now. Listen now. Hear me good. I said, maybe God. I said, I believe this now. I said, I'm not, I didn't say I'm always right. I ain't saying that. But I believe this is a time where God is testing the love of the believer. This way we're at. It's not faith test. It's not grace test. This is a love test. And you have believers hating just like the world. They hate Republicans. They hate Democrats. Listen, let me tell you something. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, that's a opinion. We hate him, and all it is, God is testing our love. Our obedience. We got to change. So if you conform to the world, you conform to the TV, you conform to CNN. Every time I, I told somebody, I said, Lord, y'all, please cut it off. Because what you consume, you will become. Just like a, a drug addict. He consume a lot of drugs. He's going to become a drug addict. He's going to become what you consume. Are you listening to me? Woo! I'm telling you. Now, you can't be conformed, shaped, molded into their thought life. Not just, I'm not talking about what we wear. I'm saying the thinking. Don't start thinking that a man going to make you free. Come on. Now, we got to get back to the word. We got to get back to the word. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I live good when a Republican was in the seat. I live good when a Democrat was in the seat. Why? Because I'm connected to the kingdom. I'm connected to the kingdom. Amen. What your opinion? Or who you think? Don't hate me. I, I haven't did anything to you. I'm telling you what, if, if, a, if a black person say, no, 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 I have nothing to do with whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. That's none of my business. But as a human being, as a person, I'm supposed to love my neighbor. Come on, somebody. I need to love my neighbor as I love myself. The Republican is your neighbor. The Democrat is your neighbor. Come on. We just like the world. I'm telling you, that's the bottom line. See, and that's why we cannot influence the generation. Because we're talking loud and saying nothing. We ain't living nothing. Everybody wants to be popular. Everybody wants to be, no, just get in the will of God and do what God said do. Come on, somebody. And have peace and joy. Let me get my, I don't know where I got my soapbox. Y'all excuse Pastor Aiden. What's this now? And do not be conformed. This is where he tells you. We got to get back to the word. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. That's the thing we got to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Change is necessary. Somebody said change is necessary. 
change is necessary. Now, then we're talking about character. We have to, we must change our character. And your character is not going to change until your mind change. Are you listening to me? Because we discover that the man followed the mind, right? Are you listening to me? Now, write this down. I want you to put this down. Don't wrestle and resist change. Don't wrestle with and resist change. Some, some, a lot of people wrestle with change. They resist change. God trying to get us to change, we resist it. God trying to get us to change, we wrestling with it. We're trying to, I don't know what I want to change. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. No, no. Are you listening to me? In the book of Exodus, look at me. In the book of Exodus, we're not going there. Uh, the children of Israel was supposed to get to Canaan, right? The journey was how many days? 11 days. It took them 40 years because they refused to change. See, as I studied the scripture and not what man say, I found out the reason that they went through the wilderness, stayed in the wilderness so long, not because God was trying to make them somebody, it's because they were disobedient. See, sometimes you can avoid the wilderness experience if you just obey God. See, but I know it sounds good because you done made a lot of boo-boos. You done did this on your own. You done messed up. Now you said that's your wilderness experience. No, if you had obeyed God, come on, somebody, you would have got that in 11 days. It didn't take you 40 years to get to where you're trying to get at. See, it make the flesh feel good. See, give me an excuse, the reason I'm stuck. I would have been got married if they, no, if you, well, they, come on, somebody. You got to change like you want other folk to change. Uh, I know y'all don't like men today. Amen, amen. Come on, I'll, I'll be their friend if they, no, no, you. Because the Bible said, we're going back to the Bible, if I show myself friendly, then I'm going to have friends. Ooh. If you don't have any friends, you need to work on you. I ain't got nobody I can talk to. Well, you got to work on you. <laughs> I, you can't do that later on. Amen. Now, watch this now. Turn your Bibles to the book of, uh, whew, go to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 32. See, see we feel good in our stuck state. It's a state where we're stuck. And we don't want to change, so we'll say, God got me, you know, God, God, God got me there right now. Put on patience. Yeah, you got to put on patience. But sometimes disobedience causes us to, it takes us longer to get to where God trying to get us at. 11 days versus 40 years, come on somebody. Because of disobedience. Because I wanted to do it my way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you at Genesis chapter, uh, what else, the 32? Watch this now. 
Genesis 32. Somebody said, don't wrestle with change. And said, don't resist change. I found this out to be true. Sometimes God will allow you, put it or not allow, in other words, God will put you in places and you'll be mad that you're there. And God is trying, I'm not talking about causing an accident to happen, killing you. That ain't God. Now don't, that's that, 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 that a devil. That ain't God. I'm just straight up. Look at, get on the camera and say it, all over Facebook. Somebody said that the, the coronavirus, they didn't know it was where it was from. I'm telling you, from the devil. That's good enough right there. It ain't from God. Come on. God is not, if God killing people, then the devil ain't necessary. If God calling you had an accident, the devil ain't necessary. What, what the devil doing then? He said, man, I'm going to let God do my job. Come on now. No, 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 no. Haven't you been good? You can only be what you are. And he's good. <laughs> now, something he'll use. So sometimes we're in places, God said, okay, you are on this job. Because I know there's certain things you need to work on. You think you don't, but God knows we do. He knows we need to work on certain areas. And see, he'll put you, like some people is timid. And God may have you around folks that, 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 that's real strong wills. You see what I'm saying? He's trying to tell you, no, don't let folk run over you. You're a kingdom kid. You, you, come on. Are you listening to me? Sometimes there are places that God wants you to be because they're disciplined there, because you're running wild. He's trying to set you down. He's trying to get some things into you, but you run from the very thing that God's trying to use to help you. Amen. Years ago, a guy told me that, well, he told, he said this. He said, you know, if Pastor Jeff keeps sending folk down on the praise team, ain't nobody going to come to here. I know what I say. It ain't about Pastor Jeff. It's about God. If you come to see Pastor Jeff, you already messed up. You got to come hear the word of God. That's the you come out the word of God. You can come to hear me. But I may not be looking the same way I look the day you see me next week. I said, no, if God in it, it's going to survive. It doesn't matter. Did you do it for people or are you doing it for God? God called me here. You ain't called me here. So if God called me here, then God is obligated to take care of me while I'm here. If he called you here, then I'm obligated to take care of you while you're here. If it's God now. i never forget it. Uh, Dr. Hill said this years ago, and I latched on to it. He said back in the day when... um. He said he was on, uh, told his, these pastors he was going on TV. They said, no, you ain't got enough members. He said, well, I thought you told me God put you on TV. He said, well, it's not a matter of members, it's a matter of God. And I latched on to that. It's just a matter of God. Are you I said, it's a matter of God. God can take one, come on somebody, and do with that one what you take ten to do with. The same job. That's why I call supernatural. Now let me close. Whew. Man, I got to go now. 
Y'all go celebrate my birthday. All right, watch this. Got a couple more days, you know. Amen. Some people take a whole month. I ain't got, I ain't, I, I got too much to do. I got too much to do. I can't take no whole month. I got, I got too much to do. I can't take a whole month. I mean, I'd be, I'd be, that's weird if I, she put me out if I take a whole month. Doing nothing? I got, I got, no, I, I can't do a whole month. They're too long for me. Y'all take what you want to take. I'm saying, man. No, 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 I ain't take no more, man. I, ain't take, I got too much to do. What's this now? What's this? Verse 22. Now, he arose. Now, now, this is Jacob. Now, when you look up Jacob, the name Jacob, you know, y'all think it's a period of night. Actually, Jacob means trickster. That's why I said, look up name before you start naming your children or something. Know what Laquala, Queen, all that mean for you. Before you name it that, know what that mean. That might, that might mean kill about 10 people. You'll, you'll never know. See, you got to know. See, we, 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 we go all these, we try to get names and we don't know what they mean. I told him, I, I told him, I said, I don't know what Jeff mean. Maybe mean just to exist. I reckon, I don't, I don't know what it, I'm here. I know that I'm living, you know. So, so, so I'm trying to say, biblical names is fine, but know what biblical name means. Oh, anyway, you talk about Jacob. He arose that night and took two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of uh, Jabbok. He took them, sent them over to the brook, and sent them over what he had. Sent them, sent them over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the break of day. Now, uh, it was an angel. Wrestled with Jacob, manifesting into the body of a man. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the daybreaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall be no longer trickster. I'm trying to change you, Jacob. But you're wrestling with change. I'm trying to change you. See, sometimes God is trying to change you, but you're wrestling with the very thing that's trying to change you. Watch this now. I want you to see this. Jacob, but no longer, watch this, your name, should, you should be called Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked, saying, tell me, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you asked about my name? And he blessed him. So I, I, I want you to see this as we close. See, sometimes we wrestle with change. Are you listening to me? And we wrestle with change so long, we, when we do change, we have a limp. In other words, a limp, watch this now, here was it. A limp may be an experience. Are you hearing me? A limp may be a relationship. Because God was trying to get you to change, come on, but you wrestle with change. And you understand that he did not get blessed until he changed? 
See, sometimes our blessing is connected to our change. See, y'all don't like me now? Come on, come on, come on. Sometime before you get that blessing, you have to change. And we don't like change, but I'm here to tell you today, change is necessary. God wants us to change, because when I change, I not only affect my generation, but I affect the next generation, and I'm out of time. Come on, put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Never like to end a broadcast without giving people the opportunity to know Jesus. In other words, to become a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what should a man do to be saved in, in the kingdom of God? Then he told him, you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. So we want to pray a prayer with you. If you pray this prayer and believe in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved. Just say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He died for my sins and he was buried and you raised him from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. I'm saved by grace through faith in Jesus name. Amen. Ma'am or sir, if you said that prayer and you really believe it in your heart, why don't you inbox us, uh, call us and we'll send you some information to help you with your Christian walk. Our phone number is 843. 843- Six two nine nine seven one zero. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.